Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and success strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. The excitement is brought to you by BOMI.org. Check them out for facilities and property management training. It's BOMI, B-O-M-I dot org. Well, today we have another great show for you. We're going to talk about crowdfunding for commercial real estate. And stay with us here. Crowdfunding is really growing. It's been an incredible marketplace around the country. And we're going to talk about some tips and strategies and things to think about if you're in a sponsor, if you invest in uh, real estate, or if you develop real estate, or you invest in notes or buy own notes. If you're, if you're a, a principal and you have a big company with lots of properties, you want to check this out. Now, we're also going to look at it if you're an investor, maybe you're in front of a computer and want to invest in commercial real estate. We'll talk about some tips and strategies there. Well, please welcome my guest is Darren Powderly. Darren is co-founder with CrowdStreet, and he's joining us here in Studio One. Darren, thanks for being with us. It's a pleasure to be here in Atlanta, Michael. Thank you for having me. I know we don't have the fresh air you have in Bend, Oregon, but uh, at least we have a lot of trees. Out there. It is gorgeous in Atlanta today. <laughs> yeah, it's a great day. Well, Darren, let's talk about the sponsor side. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to our show and watch that uh, that own real estate. We have clients that own real estate, and you know, um, first of all, let's talk about what's going on with crowdfunding today. What is the size? Because it seems like it's been a kind of a small portion uh, of the market. How big is crowdfunding? What do you see? Uh, it started out as zero percentage of the market not that long ago, so yeah. it has grown substantially. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for instance, um, you know. Probably at CrowdStreet, we'll probably do about $600 million of raise for next year, uh, which is, you know, since we started in 2014, it's a, it's a nice growth pattern. And we're seeing that from other participants in the market. And the reason why the market has grown to accept, you know, online real estate investing is because its time really had come. Uh, and, and we think about, you know, why investors should invest online is the same way that Charles Schwab probably thought about why stocks and bonds should be you know bought and sold online 20 years ago, right? Uh, and so everybody's doing their banking online and everybody is investing in stocks online and building wealth in, in other areas. So, so why not commercial real estate? And so, you know, Charles Schwab is a hero of ours at CrowdStreet. We're trying to take what he taught us and apply it to this wonderful asset class of commercial real estate. And investors think we're doing the right thing. Uh, we, we get out there in the market and you know listen to our investors and they, they literally are thanking us when we get together with them for helping them get access to uh, the best some of the best real estate operating companies in the nation. Well, let's, let's say I am an operating company and I own real estate uh, or I'm buying real estate or development, developing it. Why should I consider crowdfunding? What are the benefits to me? Yeah. So the key benefits to, uh, we call them sponsors, right? So right. real estate operating companies, investment managers, developers, anybody who uh, is a principal of, of real estate investing and also needs to raise equity, which is 100% of those people, those companies, right? Uh, everybody, everyone, every firm that we've worked with has, uh, uses debt with the exception of one or two, which is their specific unique business strategy. So everyone needs to raise equity. And how do you, how do, you do it? You, you Either, you know, have your own money, and so you don't need anybody else's money. You just have you're very wealthy, and you can put millions of dollars to work in any particular deal. Or you raise money at the other end of the spectrum from institutional joint venture equity partners. Think J.P. Morgan, 
Goldman Sachs, right? You can get you know hundred million dollar checks from these companies. But if you're in the middle market, which is our the place that we uh, the, the place in the market that we play, um, uh, many developers syndicate their equity. And how do you describe that middle market? Well, it's it's anywhere from a, a property uh, size or value from say you know ten to fifty million dollars mm-hmm. is the total property value, and so they're looking to raise anywhere from a couple million dollars to say you know fifteen million dollars. That's a good middle good definition of middle market. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the onesie twosie million dollar property here and there that typically are bought, bought by individual investors, and it's not the hundred million dollar properties that are are truly institutional. It's it's this big, wide part of the market across America, middle market uh, that, that we specialize in. So if you're one of those investment firms that specializes in the middle market, maybe you uh, syndicate from friends and family, you know, uh, maybe you raise money from semi-institutional groups, right? And, and they look to us, they look to the, the online platforms that are out there doing this crowdfunding. It's really is a form of online syndication. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a better name for it. Yeah. It's just not as catchy, yeah. you know? But but crowdfunding is definitely a, a it's a misnomer, right? It's it's not exactly a defining what we do. Uh, it's it's really an online form of syndication that that enables a sponsor to scale their relationships across the country and even beyond that, you know, across the world. Although most of the platforms in America today are focused on U.S. U.S. investors. Who's using it as a sponsor that uh, my audience may recognize? Well, there are hundreds of, of middle market and even enterprise uh, real estate firms using some sort of form of online syndication and fundraising. Uh, in Newport Beach, California, the eighth largest office property owner in the world, I thought it was the United States, they're the eighth largest in the world, KBS. Uh, they're using KBS Direct as their own website to attract uh, investors to, to visit with them, kind of like retailers have their own e-commerce store on their website. Mm-hmm. Well, KBS has their own investor portal. If you go to kbsdirect.com, you will see an invest now. You'll also see a tremendous amount of information there to learn about commercial real estate mm-hmm. and their, their, their live offering right now. So that's one example. KBS happens to also put uh, their offerings on the CrowdStreet Marketplace. So that's one big example. Um, um, Hind Securities is not crowdfunding. They are not crowdfunding at all, but they do have technology at Heinz Securities to service investment advisors and financial advisors, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a form of, they went from analog distribution of their offering materials for their private placements mm-hmm. to digital. And that's a big shift alone in the commercial real estate industry is to distribute offering materials in a digital format that ultimately go to the retail investors. But a more, a more uh, here's a great success story right here in Atlanta. Uh, Carter, uh, Carter USA mm-hmm. is a best in class commercial real estate operating firm here in, the, in uh, Atlanta. Uh, they do mostly ground up development. They brought us a deal called the Morehouse Student um, Student Housing right down by the Morehouse campus south of town, mm-hmm. where they have a big footprint as a firm. Uh, and this firm is 40 years old, and they have tried a lot of different methods to, to capitalize their deal flow. Very institutional firm. Mm-hmm. Great firm. And they put their offering for the Morehouse Student Housing Project on the Crouchy Marketplace, fortunately for us. They, they had 
options, um, and we raised them $1.5 million in an hour. An hour. We were literally laughing about this because yeah. that was a record breaker. And, and so, you know, it's an outlier situation. Most of our deals take 30 to 45 days to fund, which I think is typical for the industry mm-hmm. because it's a, a lot of these platforms are best efforts platforms. Um, but in that case, it was a, it was a wonderful success story. But, but no question between the, say, top 10 online fundraising slash crowdfunding marketplaces in, uh, that, are, that are active today, there's th- a thousand or more real estate firms uh, that are that are actively doing that. If we use that example, uh, Darren, was that it was fast? Was it also more cost effective than using an institutional investor? Yes, it, it is. And the reason why syndication, even in the analog offline way, is is typically preferred by the investment manager or, or the sponsor is because, number one, control, right? Control of your destiny uh, is with syndicated uh, equity with high net worth investors is the number one benefit, right? Because if Goldman Sachs is your JV equity partner, it's almost like they own you and they yeah. own the project. If right. they want to sell, you're going to sell, right? <laughs> right, right? You don't get to argue, you can argue, but you're probably going to lose that argument because yeah. they have all the money in the deal, 90% of the money in the deal. Yeah. So control is the number one benefit to the sponsor. Number two is, is cost of capital, right? So uh, a syndicated uh, equity source often is a better economic uh, deal for the sponsor right? and for the investor because um, it's, again, this direct to investor uh, part of our business model. It's more efficient. Uh, and, and quite frankly, the individual investors, um, you know, don't, don't run as expensive of a platform, nor do they, you know, require such demanding economics. And number three is certainty of capital. Mm-hmm. And that, that third one, we're just still, I think the industry is still sort of, you know, going through some, some you know, it's, it's out of its infancy, but it's definitely in its probably uh, awkward teenage years, right? <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely proven, yeah. but it has a little ways to go. And, and solving for certainty of capital is that big next step for the industry. Uh, and there's some great innovation happening there. So it will happen. But like, you know, a, a crowdfunding portal, uh, you know, I call it crowdfunding again for the sake of the reference. But, um, you know, a platform like ours and the others, they're typically good for, you know, two to four million dollars today. And that's a capacity issue as the investor communities that we have built continue to grow. There's one platform that uh, that says that they're good for five to twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So again, that's that's good to see. That's good mm-hmm. for this online. And you mentioned space. that your investors um, and this crowdfunding setup are direct to to the client or to the sponsor, mm-hmm. um, but not all crowdfunding sites are the same. What are some of the basics of how some of these crowdfunding sites work for a sponsor? Sure, there's basically three business models, Michael. Uh, number one is direct to investor, okay? And what that means is that the platform is truly making a match through their their platform between the individual investor or the LP, and it can be it could be a family office, it could be a semi institutional, but it's it's typically mostly an individual investor. Mm-hmm. With the sponsor, right? With that, that and that's what you do at CrowdStreet. That's what we one do. Of the things, okay. We make a direct connection. We're like Match.com for investors okay. and sponsors, right? Okay. It's a simple reference point. Uh, the other business model is what we call the SPV business model, and that is where the platform itself creates a legal entity which separates the investor from the sponsor. Mm-hmm. There's some pros there, like one check is written to the sponsor. 
Yeah. That's beneficial. Um, the, the con, for instance, is that there's a blockage between the two parties, mm -hmm. right? And you're relying on that platform, that platform's SPV, okay? And so pros and cons, you know, and it depends on the needs of the sponsor mm -hmm. and, some, and, and the needs of the investor. And so you, it's nice to be able to have different optionality. So those are the two main, um, you know, S models. P is special purpose vehicle. Okay. Okay. SPV. Okay. It's just the, the legal okay. entity, kind of who controls it. Uh, in the direct to investor model, the sponsor actually controls the, controls that SPV, and in the in the platform SPV model, it's it's actually the platform. Yeah. yeah. And so th that that brings up my next question. I think my audience would have mm -hmm. is a sponsor. You know, how do you if you're direct to investors? Are you nervous as a sponsor that you got to talk with potentially a hundred people or communicate with a hundred investors versus this maybe a crowdfunding site where I just deal directly with the crowdfunding site and they handle the crowd? Right. Well, uh, in the early days and still mm -hmm. today, you know, the burden of management is something that is on everybody's mind, mm -hmm. right? And so, uh, with these direct-to-investor platforms, uh, success equals new relationships with dozens, maybe 50 new high net worth investors, right? And so that's great. Now uh, the, the, the burden of management comes into full view, right? So how, do you, how, do the, how does a platform address that? Well, number one, technology, of course, right? If you have a great investment management solution, you can manage uh, many, many more investors at scale, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's a key part to scaling syndication is, is, is top-notch investment management software and process. Mm -hmm. Number two, um, in our case, I can speak to our case because I, I don't know of another platform that does it quite this way, and it's important to solve for burden of management. Technology is, is essential, but so is service. You have to have investor relations team at the, the platform. So we have a large team of IR professionals, and there's an extension of the sponsor's internal team, right? Okay. So almost every sponsor that we work with has an internal person or persons team uh, in charge of you know, accounting and investor relations and operations, right? And so we're like an extension of that team for the purpose of maintaining the relationships and communications and documents and updates uh, to the investors that we procure, right? Right, and you're, that and you're not guaranteeing the results of, of these uh, projects for the investors that invest through you, but you are checking them out. How many of these projects come to you that you guys actually put on your site? How many, many. do you accept? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, uh, we're fortunate we have a great reputation in the market, you know, mm -hmm. that we've earned since uh, 2013 when we first put our first website out. And we mm -hmm. launched our marketplace in 2014. And one of the things that we decided to do was, one, the direct-to-investor model. It was, uh, we, we were one direct-to-investor model. There were 10 SPV business models. Uh, it was a little easier to get that business model off the ground. So we were slower to launch in the first couple of years because we chose that business model. Now, um, uh, we get a lot of inbound leads today uh, and have for a number of years. And we, we do have a very high bar, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, from the beginning, we said we're commercial real estate professionals. That's what we know. And that's what we want to bring to investors. Right. You know? And so I'm a CCIM, and, and I know you are as well. Mm -hmm. I'm a big supporter of the CCIM industry mm -hmm. or, or organization. And I think it represents the best education in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, 
back to our, our sort of qualification process and the funnel that we go through, um, many sponsors come to us from all shapes and sizes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and again, we focus on the middle market. We look for sponsors with track record at the asset level as well as the investor management level, right? So they have to have a history of managing uh, LPs uh, to, and individual investor LPs as a part of their LP you know, network, right? Okay. So that's a requirement. Those two big things, those are absolutely required. And then there's a lot of other things that we look at at the sponsor level, at the property level, and then at the investment structure level. And so we check a lot of these boxes, and at the same time, you know, what we stop short of is, is giving investment advice, right? Uh, so what we're saying to our investor community is, here are the boxes that we've checked in our diligence you know, process. Mm -hmm. And it's very robust, and it's, mm -hmm. you, you know, check, you know, look at it. It's all right there for you to see what do we do to make sure that the sponsor passed all the checks. Um, and, the, and the deal did as well. But um, that's where we stop. We say, and now it's up to you. It's, it's up to you to make an informed investment decision with all the information and transparency that we have uh, presented to you here. Okay. What do you think about some of the claims of returns that some crowdfunders sites or crowdfunding sites put out there? I've seen some some presentations of returns and, and properties that folks can invest in that would even make a broker shudder. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, are yeah. you kidding me? Does that does that concern you at all for the crowdfunding industry as a whole? For certain. Um, so, so you asked the question. I didn't. I got around to a number of points, but we we approve about three or four percent of the deals that come to us that we look at. Okay. And the majority of those are like seventy percent of them are easy no's, right? Like okay. somebody you know <laughs> has uh, two guys with a pickup truck want to buy a duplex. That's a no, right, clearly. Right, right, right. So there's a lot of easy no's, yeah. and then there's a lot of no's that come after a certain amount of diligence. But you haven't seen my pickup Research. truck. I mean, I mean I'm gonna... sure you have like a big old Ram or Ford. F-150. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there are some that take work to get to get to a decision. Yeah. Uh, and then there's actually, quite frankly, still CrowdStreet is actively seeking out the best in class real estate operating companies in the country. Yeah. And we're teaching them about what this experience is like online. And we're teaching them about this direct-to-consumer, you know, uh, method of raising capital, uh, not to replace the with what they've done in the past as a supplement. Right? Okay. Omni-channel fundraising is so, the way to think so about. So, how this. do you feel when you see some crowdfunding sites putting out these incredible return? Yeah. So, so that like scares the daylights out of yeah. us. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, that it would be a blemish on the industry. I think there is skepticism, a healthy dose of skepticism in the market. You know, uh, around some of these platforms that are just, you know, whether they are intentionally bad actors, which I don't think is exactly the case in mm -hmm. most cases. I think yeah. there's, I think they're just like full of optimism and lacking on the realism. I think mm -hmm. that they don't have, you know, the experienced underwriters in real estate, you know, private equity professionals like we do on staff. Right. And so when, when, when we see that, you know, it's, it kind of makes us cringe. Yeah. Well, it does make us cringe. All we can do is continue to uphold the, the highest bar from an underwriting standpoint, uh, you know, and and also working with great sponsors. But like, yeah, there's there's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, you have to, as an individual investor, I think, you know, looking at these these platforms, you have to enter with a healthy dose of skepticism and actually talk about, you know, not brokers, you know, maybe just, you know, ask a professional or don't invest, you know, if it looks too good to be true, it is. And I want to get into the the investor side of this in a segment after this, but um, just one quick clarification for the audience of sponsors or people who uh, develop and, and buy properties. You guys have CrowdStreet.com where people can, if they get approved for the project, gets approved, right, in the sponsor, uh, that you guys can handle it. But you also provide the software if a company wants to do it themselves as That's a sponsor. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a big piece of our business, and and what we're really empowering mm-hmm. is with throughout the industry mm-hmm. is these local real estate or, or say middle market real estate companies, but even the biggest ones. Right? I mentioned KBS Direct before. KBS is is a massive institution. Heinz uh, is a massive institution, and and they don't do you know. Let's just forget about crowdfunding at all in this mm-hmm. topic, right? They license technology to manage their LPs mm-hmm. and then to uh, digitize their fundraising process. That's what our white label software does, yeah. right? I in it's separate uh, yet complementary with the marketplace, but it's totally a standalone, private, and secure, you know, cloud-based solution that. We think is is really powerful. We know it is because we've had great success stories around yeah. the country with firms, um, investment firms, who said, "Hey, you know, now that I have upgraded to this modern investment management and fundraising software, right, my investors are happier. Certainly, my internal team is happier. The back office is this beautiful yeah. sort of console of how to, you know, uh, manage all your contacts mm-hmm. and your properties. There's an asset management component to it, right?" Yeah documents and distributions and email marketing and you know it's it's got you know waterfall calculations and so forth there's yeah. a lot to it and so you know just by licensing out that technology which is by the way the same exact technology that we use to run the crowdstreet site yeah. but it's like a separate version of it um, it's it's battle tested and it's really robust and well, you know. well good, and and it seems to make a lot of sense too. For you mentioned a company that you can't mention yet that has mm-hmm. a great reputation out there. Um, so they, if you have a company like that and use your great reputation to do your own crowdfunding, then maybe you don't have to worry as much about maybe some crowdfunding sites that maybe when the market turns could have some issues. Well, I want to I want to get with you on the investor side, the the retail investor because anyone out there listening to this can go and invest in commercial real estate deals with small amounts of money now and I'm going to get some tips and and some thoughts from you there. So, stay with us. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Would you like to be the top producing commercial broker in your office? Check out Michael Bull's video training. Since you're a show listener, you receive 10% off your first purchase. At checkout, use discount code CREshow. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Are you looking for proven property management and facilities management education? Visit BOMI.org. That's B-O-M-I, Building Owners and Managers Institute International. They are the trusted source for education in the property and facilities industry. Visit BOMI.org. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. 
Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I am Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by CommercialAgentSuccess.com. This is the ultimate and cloud-based video training for commercial agents. I know it's good because I created it. <laughs> Check it out at CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Well, today we're talking about crowdfunding. And now I want to talk to Darren Powderly, who's co-founder with CrowdStreet. He's here in Studio One. And Darren, I want to talk to you about kind of the investor side, the, the retail investor. It's kind of cool that, you know, uh, commercial real estate's being democratized democratized is how you say it? democratized yes it is i can say that <laughs> um, so anybody can go online now and invest kind of relatively small amounts of money in some cases in commercial real estate first for in brevity what are kind of the different types of crowdfunding sites that investors might uh, encounter if they're out there looking sure uh, investors can go to a direct-to-investor uh, site, which is uh, an online platform to meet in, meet sponsors. Uh, those are the investment firms that they want to invest directly with. And they can actually sign that investment firm's paperwork. Uh, so they become a member of that sponsor's uh, legal entity. Uh, and that's the direct-to-investor model. Or they could go and, and uh, find another platform type where they become a member of the, of the crowdfunding platform's entity. And then uh, they could go to actually the individual sponsor's website, maybe. Uh, other than a platform, which is kind of like a marketplace, you know, they could find uh, a sponsor who has their own website and go directly to them. Give me a sample of each one. Uh, who's, who's a sample of, of uh, a direct to uh, the, uh, the sponsor site? Sure. Uh, example would be... Uh, Sterling Bay in Chicago, Illinois. Sterling Bay is one of the better sponsors in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, they are a developer. They develop like the McDonald's headquarters mm -hmm. and the Google headquarters and so forth. So if you go to sterlingbay.com, you'll see an investor login right there and you can register and, and get access to some and, of their private offerings. And a sample of a site where you're investing in the, the website, the, the crowdfunding sites entity and then they're investing with the sponsor. Sure, Cadre out of New York City is an example of that, right? You're investing in a Cadre offering that is then inv investing that money into a sponsor. Okay, and then a third example of the third option. Well, I'll have to use CrowdStreet in that there case, you go. right? Yours, yes. So uh, CrowdStreet is a direct-to-investor marketplace where we connect you directly with the sponsor uh, and uh, you can sign their paperwork. And you have multiple sponsors that Right now, so yes, we have done 250 uh, live offerings on the CrowdTree Marketplace. Most of those are single assets. We've done some, some smaller funds as well. Uh, just recently, we just announced, uh, because of investor demand, uh, we, invest, we announced our own portfolio fund. It's called the Blended Portfolio. It's kind of like an index of all the live offerings on the CrowdStreet Marketplace, where an investor could say, oh, wow, I can invest in one or two or three deals individually, or I could put, go into the blended portfolio and get exposure to all, almost all of these. And that's very interesting because I think of crowdfunding uh, usually as one project. It's very project-based mm -hmm. uh, so that the um, that's kind of what's been really popular now. So now you can, it's kind of like a mutual fund is the way I might think of it, right? Sure. Yeah. You're, you're investing and you're in several deals kind of. Uh, 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 spray and pray, but <laughs> right, <laughs> I know it's not right. not pray on your your account. You guys check these out as best you can. We do. Yeah, we do. Well, it's interesting. So there doesn't seem, or you tell me, is there a lot of people doing that, or is it most of it a direct to a 
specific project? You know, the industry is, is evolving, right? Yeah. So um, we're like, CrowdStreet has announced this blended portfolio, which is a pool of all the assets on the CrowdStreet marketplace. Um, other platforms have created REITs or mm -hmm. e-REITs, which is kind of like electronic REIT, right? Uh, there's others that are just simply, you know, had let go of the single assets and specifically focus on on fund vehicles. And so it is kind of like a mutual fund. It is kind of like an ETF, right? Mm -hmm. uh, picking individual deals is requires a lot of work. It requires a lot of expertise. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a power user, if you're an experienced investor, right, in commercial real estate, you like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're a little less, if you're kind of more of a lay, lay person, right, mm -hmm. you know that you want to have commercial real estate in your portfolio. You just, even with the access and all the information at your fingertips, you kind of feel a little overwhelmed. Maybe it's better to put it into a basket of, of, uh, of deals. And, and, that's, and that's interesting that you brought that up because I know there's a lot of people out there that know they would like to have the diversity mm -hmm. of having some real estate in their portfolio, but but they don't have a few million dollars to go uh, call me and invest in it, uh, but they want to go in. So I guess that's one of the benefits of, of, a, of a kind of a portfolio type of, of fund like that but also just of crowdfunding in general. In right? crowdfunding in general, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and you know, we like to call it online investing mm -hmm. because of the fact that you know, individual investors you know, can get access for the very first time to you know, some of the best real estate operators in, in the country with very, very small amounts. So we, we were talking about the CCIM networks mm -hmm. and, and just real estate professionals as a whole, which make up about 25% of our population, mm -hmm. right? So they're doing deals with developers mm -hmm. and, and some of the sponsors out there, but they're not often able to participate in those deals, but they'd like to. And honestly, in most cases, it'd be a great way to build wealth, right? Mm -hmm. You may you earn your fee providing service, but if you get a piece of the action, mm -hmm. that would be great. Not in all cases, of course. Yeah. Everyone needs to pick. But what we're doing is giving um, you know investors a way to and that, take and that, a small amount and a very big deal. And that brings up the question: who are the investors that are investing online in commercial real estate? Who who is who is it? So we do a survey every year. We're doing one right now with our investor community. We have 49,000 investors around the, around the nation. They are Is that all? 49,000? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> That's a big number. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a big number insofar as they've all come to our site and they've registered. So they've yeah. like opted in, right? Right. Um, now, now, that's great. Are but, they all accredited investors? Um, not all of them. About 30,000 of the 50-ish thousand are accredited or at least have indicated that they are. They okay. need to prove it to us by providing some um, some documentation when they invest when they make an investment that's okay. correct okay um, but so we, we survey all of them right okay. and we have a nice response rate and we've got this great growing data uh, you know analysis of who our investors are and and what we have found is that the active investors the ones that count the ones that have made one or more invest investments to date uh, are typically highly educated right uh, they typically um, you know, live you know in the regions of the, of the nation like Atlanta, some of the big metros, coastal cities, Denver, with the exception Chicago. So, so big primary cities for the most part, uh, and they've invested in real estate before. You know, maybe they bought a single-family residential or a duplex or something like that, and now they want to graduate from sort of like, you know, the minors to the big leagues. They want to get you know, and they're able to do that now with an experience like CrowdStreet. Okay. What are the potential pitfalls for these investors investing in crowdfunding out there? 
there's a lot of pitfalls, and, mm -hmm. and investors need to, you know, ask a lot of good questions, uh, and they need to, you know, obviously enter into this with, with a healthy dose of skepticism, but yet not fear, right? Do your homework and, you know, look into the platform, make sure that they have a track record, right? That they've been around for a while, and what have been their, been, their returns been? Our, our return profile, by the way, is right on the site. It's, again, transparency is absolutely critical mm -hmm. in this business. It's one of the big benefits of it, right? It's more transparent than the offline country club sort of network, very much mm -hmm. so. So look at the platform, make sure they have a great track record, and the type of offerings that they, that they offer. For instance, we only specialize in, in institutional quality real estate, but others do single family residential, or you could get loans, you know, uh, senior debt on single family residential. There's different platforms out there that meet different investment you know, uh, tastes and, and criteria. Um, and then look at the sponsor, you know, mm -hmm. definitely look at the sponsor. Time, yeah. I mean, probably more important than the platform is the sponsor, yeah. right? That's the, the issuer of, of the offering and the one who's going to execute on the business model, the one who's going to give you distributions, right? The one who's going to, when they sell it, hopefully according to the business plan, return your principal and the return on principal, right? Uh, and then look at the property, make sure it's the property type and, you know, so, and then look at the, the return structure, right? Are, they, are the returns... Um, Seem fair, right? Based upon what you know in in the market, and uh, but ask ask a lot of questions, read all the materials. Of course, the nice thing about uh, a platform like ours is you have volumes of information at your fingertips, mm -hmm. including media assets like uh, drone footage and video interviews. And then we give you a, we give uh, the investors a chance to ask questions via a Q and A format online. It's kind of like a chat bot type type of interaction, and then also. Um, office hours with with this sponsor right so hmm. investors who want to speak with the sponsor by the way it's only about 10 percent of the investors actually feel like they ha have to have a need to have a phone call a one-on-one -on -one phone call because they're doing all this they're getting all this information on their own so and do the investors need to be accredited or can they be non-accredited and if you will if you can give the audience that just the brief definition of accredited Sure. Brief definition of accredited is according to the uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission. It basically defines accredited investor as somebody with a million dollars of net worth or $200,000 annual income as a single person, $300,000 as, as a married couple um, with the expectation that that'll continue. And so... Um, there are uh, there are platforms out there, um, real estate, you know, crowdfunding or, or investing platforms that that can accommodate both accredited and non-accredited. Our policy is to be open for both. We just happen to have the majority of our of our offerings available for accredited investors today. Okay, and what about liquidity, Darren? I think uh, a lot of investors that are used to online investing in small amounts of money are used to it in a more liquid environment, right? The, mm -hmm. the stock market, let's, let's say, mm -hmm. but I guess they should, should consider or tell me, should they consider um, real estate is, hey, you're going to be in there until the sponsor is ready to sell. Today, that is correct. Liquidity yeah. is not one of the benefits of, of private real estate investing. As yeah. a matter of fact, it's probably one of the, it's probably in some cases a con, yeah. you know, but if you accept that and you understand that going in that, you know, boy, you, you, you know, something came up and you really needed the money. There are, there are some ways to get money out of some of these deals, but it's not, it's, sometimes it's not available, right? Um, and make sure you read the documents, the subscription agreement around that. Capital calls as well as, you know, the ability to sort of 
you know, request your money back. By and large, you just consider it like not available, right? Okay. And so that's why, that's why commercial real estate, especially through through an online platform like ours, it, it, it's a portion of your investable assets, right? You shouldn't. Yeah. You know, it's got to be a fully diverse portfolio, right? And, and this uh, commercial real estate as an alternative asset, as a, an appropriate allocation in a truly diversified sure. portfolio. Sure, and that makes sense. And it seems investing through crowdfunding in commercial real estate, uh, using your self-directed IRA would seem like a, a great way to, to invest in a self-directed IRA, especially, I mean, into commercial real estate, especially since, and most of them I would think, you don't have to worry about a capital call, right? Mm -hmm. You invest and you're in and, and you're done, right? So mm -hmm. is, is that a great, is, is it a good opportunity for using your self-directed IRA? Yeah, there's several trillion dollars uh, being managed through self-directed IRA accounts across the nation. Uh, we've created a partnership with the top eight of them around the nation to, to do just that, to allow individual investors to use their, their IRA accounts to invest in, in uh, commercial real estate as an asset class, so definitely. Yeah, that seems like it, because if you invest in individual property, your, your money, if more money has to go into the to the property, it has to be through the self-directed IRA. Mm -hmm. You you there you can't have debt. There's a lot of of, of hurdles and, and and challenges you got to watch out for if you're investing directly in commercial real estate. But going in as a limited partner somewhere seems like a, a great alternative. So, um, the other question is um, why should a retail investor invest in crowdfunding in commercial real estate? where potentially it's not liquid versus work go, investing in real estate through a REIT uh, where it is more liquid. Now there are publicly traded REITs, mm -hmm. is that what you're referring yes. to? Yeah. Okay, so publicly traded REITs I think still have a, a place in a diversified real estate portfolio. Mm -hmm. I own publicly traded REITs mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, they're they're good. I mean, they're, they're, they fluctuate with the market sometimes, this mm -hmm. overall stock market. I think in October you saw publicly traded REITs shares down, right? And so you have that exposure to fluctuations, but um, whereas private real estate, it takes longer to adjust. It's mm -hmm. not directly correlated to the swoons of the stock market right, right up and down right it's a steady as she goes right the other thing that's interesting about private real estate as opposed to you know uh, publicly traded REITs is that you know if you're investing in a deal in Atlanta right I you know a, a, it's very different than investing in a deal in Seattle Right? And even within Atlanta, you have different property types, you have ground up development versus acquisition, you have income versus uh, you know, total return versus you know, type of offerings. And so you know, it's a big country out there and there are many different forces at work which could cause a local real estate market to continue to grow while some other markets are, are struggling, as we know. And so that's, a, that's the beauty of, of being able to pick you know, individual assets, right, um, uh, that you'd like to invest And in. I guess if you're looking at asset allocation, you're trying to diversify, and you're in the big time in the stock market, and you go into a REIT, how much have you diversified if, if, you're, if the value is going to go up and down the stock market as mm -hmm. opposed to going into private equity like this where it's, it's, on, a, it's on a different run, right? It's, it is. It, it's, it's not going to fluctuate like the stock market. Right. Uh, is, are there also potentially less fees for that retail investor to offset their return in one or the other? Are they equal or... Is, is it yeah, so, so the, one of the other main benefits to individual investors is very low low fee. In fact, mm -hmm. there's zero fees for mm -hmm. investors 
uh, on our platform. Mm -hmm. uh, and other platforms have fees, but typically lower. Um, one of the big things that uh, the, the non-tradery, there's a, there a segment called private REITs. Um, many of those had high loads and high commissions and high fees, and you know everyone was getting a handout. The total load on our, our cost on the, the vehicle was like 10 to 15 percent. Now, that, thankfully, that's like moving. That's going away. Mm -hmm. The sun has set on those high load, and, and we're really filling the void. You know, mm -hmm. and so you know, zero fees for investors at, at Crowd Street, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and then some of the funds have like 1% annual management fee, which is really low. I yeah. mean, fees, fee compression is, is happening across the financial services industry, mm -hmm. um, but it still seems to be pretty lofty in the private real estate space. In our case, it's, it's, uh, the fee compression is, is one of the big benefits to the investors, and, and we're, we're sort of advancing that, that part of the space. Now, sponsors still make fees. Mm -hmm. Sponsors pay CrowdStreet fees. We have to you know, keep the lights on. That is our, our model. So sponsors mm -hmm. pay us fees. Investors pay us zero fees. Okay, so there are fees there, but generally speaking, the fees are less than the REITs have? Very much so, okay. yeah. Uh, we're talking you know, 2 to 3 to 4% versus 10 to 15%. I mean, it's a significant improvement over the old way. Okay. What would you leave our audience with, Darren, related to crowdfunding and commercial real estate, maybe about the growth of the future? Sure. You know, I, I think that uh, now that online investing in commercial real estate is here, it's, it's only going to continue to expand. And so I think we're just scratching the surface. I mean, there's already, you know, tens of thousands of active investors in, you know, do, investing on, online in, in commercial real estate. And that's just that's just the beginning. There are 16 million accredited investors in the United States. Of course, m many other uh, non-accredited investors. And, and the other beautiful thing about it is that it's now sort of you know, uh, proven enough, and there are more and more quality sponsors are getting on board. They view this direct-to-investor trend via the online channel as a better business model, a more economical business model for them and the investors, and it's, uh, it just makes a ton of sense. So when you have you know, some of the companies that are, are licensing our software or putting deals on our marketplace and having this experience and being like, wow, this is great for us, it's great for the investor, let's invest more in it next year. Yeah. So it's gonna continue. Well, I think you're right, and it's interesting too because I think just commercial real estate market in general is more transparent. You, when you look at this show, for example, it's free, people can listen in and, and really learn a lot about commercial real estate and the sectors and the forecast and the, the economy and the things that are they're impacting each sector and, and, and even cities and uh, types of deals a b and c so there's more transparency i believe it is going to grow great information from you today darren thank you for joining us all right michael thank you so much for having me yeah and if you like more information check out their website it's crowdstreet.com and uh, we'll have the link at our uh, show website cre show.com well thank you for joining us i appreciate you sharing the show uh, your comments uh, let us know what you think and, uh, and touch base with us on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn or wherever you hang out. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for America's Commercial Real Estate Show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, Asset and Occupancy Solutions, Bomi.org. Property and Facility Management Education. 
CommercialAgentSuccess.com. Video training from Michael Ball. To access these great companies or for more videos, podcasts, and articles, visit CREshow.com.